to the Prepose Film Review. I'm John Asquith. And I'm Matt Stevenson. The way the podcast works here at Prepose is that we uh, look at a film over two distinct periods of time. So first you'll hear us chat about uh, the trailer for Green Room, which will be completely spoiler-free because we have not seen the film yet. So you can listen to that before you've seen the film if you like. Uh, we kind of chat about what our expectations are and how we think the film's going to pan out. Uh, and then it will cut to us uh, in the future when we've seen the film and we will do a big in-depth review uh, that will be chock full of spoilers. So don't listen to that part if you haven't seen the film. And I would say that's particularly um, important mm. for this film. If you haven't seen Green Room, just go see it because you don't want anything spoiled. It's a fun ride to go on. Um, so, yeah, that's how we run things. <laughs> so, uh, here is the trailer for Green Room. All right. I can get you guys a solid gig. Matinee tomorrow, doors at one, you guys are on a three. Gentlemen, you're trapped. <coughs> Things have gone south. It won't end well. All right, so we have just watched what I think was trailer two um, of Jeremy Sonier's new film, uh, Green Room, which is his follow up to Blue Ruin. Um, this is a mm. bit of a different one for us uh, because. Typically, we like to go into these trailers completely blind, or we just inherently go into these trailers completely blind and talk about our expectations. But oddly mm. enough, um, I've actually read the script for Green Room, um, so I uh, mm. have a little bit more, no well, a lot more knowledge about the film than John. But, uh, John, you're going in completely fresh. I think this is the first time you've actually seen the trailer or anything. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Um, yep, I knew... Um the director, obviously, um, mm -hmm. but I I had no idea what the story was or anything like that. Yeah, cool. So, given that I kind of know uh, a little bit more about the film than you, I'm curious, given that this is the only thing you've seen, what your expectations are and what you think the film's going to be like. Yeah. Um, well, we watched... Uh, well, I just watched trailer two. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think this looks really good. I was interested to see that it's um another thriller um not quite in the the vein of blue ruin but certainly probably sharing some similarities i imagine in like a color the in the title yeah yeah color in the title as well yep that's right looking forward to whatever he does next red crepes i don't know um uh yeah i think this looks really good um i I don't think that that I mean the trailer that that we watched is is well made like the there's some cool sound designy stuff and mm. editing and cuts that speed up and and all that sort of thing um, so I think the trailer is well made but I, I don't know if it actually presents the movie in a in like a diehard kind of like I really have to see this movie mm. kind of way I'm more excited because I liked Blue Ruin a lot and I like Jeremy Solnier. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited based on, on that. And um, Patrick Stewart looks really good in the trailer, I think. Um, well, I think that's... It is, it, 
Sorry, no, you go. Uh, uh, all I was going to say is I think it's interesting that this is coming out soon after 10 Cloverfield Lane because they share some similarities, it seems, of like uh, mm. some creepy old man keeping people hostage <laughs> somewhere and doing weird <laughs> shit to them. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, true. I hadn't thought of that, but that's very true. <laughs> <gasps> um, yeah, but it seems like there's... Uh, more to this than that film in the sense that there's a more outside of the wherever they're trapped or whatever's going on mm. um they're uh, what i'm gathering based on the trailer is there's some band or something and they get a gig and then afterwards maybe they get locked up somewhere uh something like that um that's about as much as i could sort of get from the trailer um but again, based on Blue Ruin, I'm kind of expecting it to subvert things a little bit, like follow the tropes of of this genre, I guess. Um, but to just twist things a little bit to make them kind of fresh and in- interesting. Mm. That's sort of my expectations, Matt. <laughs> what, are you, what are your thoughts knowing exactly what happens? Yeah, no, that's interesting. <laughs> well, I mean, um, yeah, I, I thought this trailer was particularly interesting uh just in the way it presents the film like what you said i guess it's it seems quite sparse on plot i mean that i guess to begin with when we were looking for trailers before we did the podcast there seemed to be a lot out there and i think there was four or five even uh different cuts of this trailer Mm. and a few of them seemed very spoilerish and um others not so much uh but what made this one stand out to me uh was the sort of weird soul focus on Patrick Stewart. Like, it is just all about yeah. him and his character and just how mm. much... Like, it has this, those weird, like, uh, the text at the end about how how you'll, like, fear him and loathe him and, like... It's, yeah, it's yeah. so odd. I mean, I, I don't necessarily think that's uh, an accurate depiction of what the film will be. Like... I mean, I guess it makes me more curious, like, having read the script, um, as to where, like, how much emphasis is placed on that character and how Mm. big of a role he plays in the film. Um, I just, yeah, I just found it, uh, interesting that they, they pushed that so hard. Having said that, um, I guess that is probably the biggest sell point of this film is Patrick Stewart. I mean, he's the one big name Mm. other than, um... I mean, Anton Yelchin is kind of known from being in Star mm. Trek and other little things, but he's he's not going to sell a film. And there's also uh, old mate from um, Arrested Development. <laughs> What's her name? Uh, maybe. And uh, oh, a, I didn't notice Imogen Poots and a couple of other people that are like kind of faces that people would recognise, but mm. are not enough to mm. like hang a whole film on. I think Patrick Stewart's what they're sort of hoping will draw a bigger audience. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, I guess, I mean, uh, the biggest disappointment in a way for me uh, with these trailers, and at least from reading the script, and perhaps this is a complete misreading of the tone of the script, but from reading the script, I felt that it, there could potentially be a sort of not even mid-film, but a big tonal shift right at the end of the first act of the of the film. Um, and I don't think this is really a spoiler because it's exactly what you said 
in what you think the plot's going to be, but about this band getting a gig. Mm. And from reading the script, it felt like the, the first part of the movie was very much just... You know, it could almost have been a drama about a band, and then all of a sudden, right. it's just like... Yeah, the yeah. shit hits the fan, and all of a sudden, you're like, holy fuck, I'm in a crazy thriller when I didn't realise mm. that's what I was signing up for. Whereas these trailers are pushing the thriller aspect so hard... Like, uh, I mean, yeah, it's borderline selling it as a horror film, really, I'd say. Yeah. Um, which is yeah. a little disappointing to me, but ha- yeah, like I said, having said that, maybe maybe the film never tries to do that tonal shift. Like, it looks like it's quite dark and kind of ominous all the way through, even those mm. opening shots of the band playing and the, the van yeah. driving through the fields and things look, look a bit menacing. Um, yeah, yeah. So I guess that that is my biggest curiosity, I think, going in is just tonally how it's going to play out, given that I mm. know know what the beats of the narrative would be, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting that you say maybe it misrepresents it a little bit with Patrick Stewart being kind of the focus. Um, but I feel like as you know someone who doesn't know what's going on obviously it's a good selling point i think like yeah. in terms of marking that they've mm. sort of done their job because that's like i don't know that that's a weird that's a story point you can latch on to like just watching the trailer and go mm. okay he's like this creepy guy i wonder what his performance is going to be like and mm. um cuz he's it's sort of uh, he's a great actor but I, I don't know he's normally like a playing this like wise or funny or old yeah. man or like very good natured sort of um so um yeah just from that aspect i think it's interesting to see him play a sort of more villainous or yeah i'm psychotic uh, role i having said that it, it's potentially misrepresenting or at least skewing the focus of the film uh or you mm. know depicting the focus a little bit different um i am uh, I can't wait to see what he does with this role. Like, how far he goes yeah. <laughs> into that, like, seedy villain character. Um, mm. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm in a weird situation here because I don't want to say too much because I want you to go in uh, as fresh as possible. Um, but I think... I I think this could be really good. And I think the trailers, apart from the tonal shift, other than that, it, it looks kind of better than I had hoped in a lot of ways yeah awesome and yeah i think just from the general buzz that i'm hearing too that uh uh from the script i felt that it could potentially be very intense and from what i'm hearing it's even more so than i even thought that would be like it's yeah yeah very full-on <laughs> um yeah which i'm really excited that's for. exciting yeah yeah yep Yep, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, I guess we should say too that you uh, you read the script through a work thing. Um, you didn't yes. just like find it online <laughs> and download it. Yeah, that, I guess that's a, that's a good point to clarify. Yes, this was for uh, for work purposes for my job. I wasn't just deliberately trying to spoil yes. the film for myself by reading the script. It's, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think, uh, well, we're both very excited to see this for different reasons, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, super, well, the same reasons, but kind of different, coming viewpoints, out from I guess, different yeah. angles. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Um, um, yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's exci- exciting that we've got a bit of a different skew from a normal episode. Um, even though I feel yeah. like there's all this, pr- there's so much I want to say right now about that trailer, but there's so much <laughs> I don't want to give away. So yeah, I think, to wait. yeah, we'll have a lot more fun in the full review when I can compare it to my thoughts on the script itself. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm super, super curious to hear what you think of this film when we finally see it. You can't keep us here, man. You gotta let us go. We're not keeping you. You're just staying. Shoot who is left. Blood and bleed. Get ready to run. Here we go. Careful now. This will be over soon, gentlemen. All right, we've got our hair clippers out and ready to skin our heads, Matt, and uh, talk about the new uh, Jeremy Solnier film, Green Room, the new thriller, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, borderline horror, really, yeah. in, in times, which we'll get into. Um, yeah, so uh, I, what did we talk about in the trailer? <laughs> we, we had... Uh, well, this was a strange one because I'd read the script, so I knew oh, yes. uh, what to expect in terms of the plot developments. But I was what was interesting to me was the tone because I was expecting the tonal shift um, to happen sort of a third of the way through. Um, and yeah, I was just curious That's to right. see how they filmed, how it looked and, and felt. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I'm, yeah. All right. Well, we'll get into that. That's um, a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll start with your general impressions sure. then of the movie. And if you, I guess, want to talk about that comparison. Um, yeah. Well, I guess the script, and right, what that experience was like. Yeah. Right off the bat, the most obvious thing was the lack of a tonal shift, I would say. Um, I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of dark and grimy from the beginning and it's ominous from the ominous is the better word like it it never feels light and funny and i felt like the script um felt much more carefree and kind of you know you're hanging out with this punk rock band that are kind of scavenging for money and I i feel like there was actually a little bit more padding in that section that it was tightened up a little bit in the film um from memory uh, so there wasn't the big shift from like a, a sort of slightly comedic music film into a grotesque horror film that I was, uh, <laughs> anticipating. But having said that, just like, I really liked the tone that he has pulled off and it's, I think it's shot really, really well. Like there's, um, the sort of helicopter shots at the beginning of the car going through the landscapes and it just, it just feels, mm. I don't know, really well made and slick in a good way not in a like commercially way it just it felt really great um and shit man like the tension in this film i i mean i guess yeah i really love the film um and the i was really really impressed the thing that i impressed me most was just how intense some of the sequences were in that fucking green room and I knew what was going to happen. Like I was, there was honestly, <laughs> yeah. there was moments um, 
I think when they're first trying to like gonna bust out uh, and like one, one they have their sort of little impromptu weapons like one of them has the smashed fluorescent globe and they're kind of like ready to make their first like run at it and I was physically shaking in the cinema like I, I, the adrenaline was just coursing through my body like it was uh, yeah it was really really intense um yeah so it was more affecting than or effective than i had anticipated it being um i'm actually curious to throw it back to you uh how you felt i mean for me knowing where it went um Mm. took a little bit of the edge off i think because i knew obviously who survived in the end and who how it all played out because there was actually a moment after the shit starts to go down um and it's really really brutal stuff and they're kind of i think they've retreated maybe for the second maybe it's even the third time must be the second time and i knew that um i'm forgetting the name but maybe from arrested development was going to like get mauled to death and i knew all this was coming and there was a point where it was so intense. I almost was like, I don't know if I want to watch it. Like, I don't know if I want to yeah. sit here and watch these kids get just brutalized after. I was just thinking, yeah, knowing would be worse. <laughs> yes. Well, that's what I was curious. Like, did you, was it ever, did it ever cross a point for you where it just became not fun or was it always exciting and exhilarating? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it was always exciting. Um, and really, really, uh, um, suspenseful for me. Mm-hmm. It never. I, I know exactly that feeling that you're talking about. Some movies are like that. It didn't didn't quite do that for me. Mm. Um, it, it was always just like walked the line perfectly yeah. between. Uh, but at, at the same time, I was thinking, you know, is this movie going to end with all of them dying? Yeah, because it, it has such a nasty streak to it that that could yeah. easily have happened. Yeah, totally. But I think that's that's like one of the biggest compliments of the film as well is that yeah yeah you honestly actually the another thing that was different for the script that i think is perhaps um hurt a little bit by casting and marketing is that anton yelchin was cast as the whoever i don't can't remember who he is in the band he's like the guitarist or something um in Mm. the script because they were all just like faceless names it very much played like the lead singer was the gonna be the hero of the film like, it never sort right. of framed it that way, but he was always the largest presence. And when Anton yeah. Yelchin's character gets his fucking arm hacked off, like, in the script, yeah. I was like, he's done. He's out. Like, that. this is... Yeah. He's, like, tick one off the list. He's done. And then for him to end up being the final guy with mm. um, the neo-Nazi chick uh, was yeah. quite surprising. And I, wanted, I was curious if you had a similar experience or whether because he was kind of the only name in the film that you knew from the beginning, mm. he was going to be the, the last surviving member. Yeah. Um, when you say it like that, that, uh, I can see how you'd think that watching it maybe. Um, but I thought for sure he was done for as well with, when his arm got bu- busted up. Yeah. I thought, I thought he was going to die in like the next couple of scenes from blood yeah. or something like yeah. that. Um, which, yeah, just goes back to what I was saying before and that I had no... I couldn't predict where it was going, which is really great, you yeah. know. And especially once it starts killing everyone off. Yeah. It's just like, how are they going to get out of this? Yeah. And it's it's not it's not playing it safe at all, um, which is brilliant, yeah. you know. that You couldn't tell what was going to happen. And it, 
overall it's like a really tight really really tight thriller slash horror movie mm-hmm. um and by the end it it is not i don't want to say conventional but it totally does have like a, mm. a normal thriller arc of like yep. they get revenge and they there there's a couple of survivors um but you don't you don't see that coming you know mm. and then it ends and it's like oh i guess you know that they did sort of you know get out and um yeah you know kill the villains and all that but during it um yeah i thought any second they were gonna gonna die totally which is really cool it's not as kind of uh narratively subversive as Blue Ruin. Like, that kind of twisted the kind of thriller genre no. on its head and <clears throat> inverted it. You know, you, you kind of came in at the end and then it was dealing with the repercussions of what would have normally been the third act of yeah. a normal thriller film. Whereas this plays out much, like, quote-unquote, safe, safer than yeah. that does. it's like... A, yeah, I guess... Yeah, a really, really well-crafted... Yeah. Um, ...horror thriller. Um that's fine. But it's interesting because I think in the trailer thing, I was saying I was expecting it more like to be more like Blue Ruin and to, yep. to follow the, the conventions, but also twist them a little bit. And it, I don't think it really does that. Uh, I think it does everything really intelligently and smartly. And so where another movie, um, they might hatch a plan and it, it goes well. In this movie, it doesn't yeah. go well for them. Uh, so I guess that's kind of a little twist on it, but um, overall it still follows this sort of general um, structure. Yeah, totally. I agree. I but, think, but it's not a negative at all. Yeah, um, I agree. I think there's it's kind of enough. Like one, it's probably just like the sheer brutality of it almost compensates for the the um, yeah familiarity of the the structure. But then it also just yeah. tweaks each thing like very slightly, like what you said. Instead of the plan, yeah. them coming up with a plan and it works, it fails every time and someone actually yeah. fucking dies. Or they think they're, yeah. they've come up with another plan, like that guy sort of flips to their side and you think, okay, this is going to be the guy that gets them out. I can see this is where it's happening. And then fuck it, he gets his yeah, head blown off brilliant. like the next shot, you know, yeah, as soon as he- Yeah, that was shocking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like little things like that. And even just the, like the, the, the neo-Nazis and just the whole situation actually is what- I latched onto more this time than when I read it was just the how shit both sides of it are like the neo-nazis mm. are obviously repulsive evil psychos yeah. that you don't like but particularly um Patrick Stewart's character like he's almost sympathetic like he doesn't want to kill anyone like it just yeah. keeps getting worse and worse and worse and he's kind of resolves himself to the fact that like fuck now we're, it's all yeah. turned to shit and we're gonna have to kill these people like he's not a nice person obviously he's a fucking Nazi but you know what I mean like <laughs> it's, it's really balanced yeah. the way they portray that and that's usually a normal thriller would just have them as like faceless goons exactly. that are out to kill yep. our heroes but it did a really good job and um, similarly with the uh, old mate, <laughs> Jeremy Solnier's mate from Blue Ruin, Blue Ruin, who yeah. I'm flanking on his name. Um, oh, yeah. Like, his character in this, I really loved as well. Like, he was, like, just... Me too. Again, like, he obviously not a nice guy, but he's, like, slightly out of his depth. You know what I mean? Like, he, you can you feel like he's just not quite fully committed to committed it. Committed as much. But he just, yeah. he wants to please this guy and he wants to step up the ranks but he's like, there's a like, sliver of soul left in him. And I don't know. It, mm-hmm. 
I just thought he was great. I thought he was really, really great. Yeah, I, I totally agree. That was one of the biggest things um, I was talking about after I saw the movie was I really liked that they went to play the gig and, you know, if they're f- if one of them hadn't left their <laughs> phone in that in the back room, none of this would have happened. Yeah, totally. Like, there, there was despicable shit going on there, but it's not like they were lured there to be captured yeah. and... Exactly. tortured or anything like that it's just like an unfortunate circumstance with some extremely evil pricks <laughs> yeah but they but you know it's like quote unquote realistic in the sense that they you know wanted to get rid of this band and like clean up this mess themselves um and the band just got tangled up in it yeah uh, which is really really cool yeah um, yeah I, I thought that was that was great because even though you hate the nazis um you know, you understand where they're coming from to a degree yep. from from their warped sense of uh, point of view. But that's something, yeah, that you don't normally see in this kind of movie. Like the the, the kind of evil uh, side are just like one note, you yeah. know, I want to kill you and that's it. Yeah. Um, I think that adds a lot of depth to it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that... Uh also makes it more confusing to me in the trailer that we watched how hard they pushed Patrick Stewart as being like this despicable evil mm. villain like mm. literally like yeah. comes up with like you'll loathe him you'll whatever and it just keeps cutting yeah to- it's, that's not like it's not that. like that at all like I said before if no. anything he's the most sympathetic of the of the Nazis um, mm. and he's just almost like this charismatic politician you know like he's just has this group of followers who believe this fucked up shit but it's, it's almost yeah. about just the belief system it's not about hurting people and violence i mean i'm surely that's part of it somewhere because they have all these fucked up systems and the red shoelaces and all that stuff but do you know what i mean like he's not yeah. out there to hurt these band members like he just gets pulled into yeah. it and it's it, i just find that really weird that the trailer decided to push that so hard i mean i guess he's the biggest name mm. and as they want to try and like coax people yeah. into the cinema by making it seem schlocky and Horrific. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, maybe we talked about that in the trailer as well, but I think that is something they had to do, you know, to get people to see it. Yeah, um, totally. Because that's just the general kind of premise that people fall for, I think, yeah. is like this really evil man locks people up and tortures them and stuff. And it's not really like that, but, uh, yeah, it's yeah. a way and to get people to see it. it plays so hard against Patrick Stewart's normal type you know like yeah, he's this exactly. like loving yep. loving lovable kind of like <laughs> <laughs> he's loving <laughs> loving man um <laughs> you, you know he's like picard or whatever like he's this like yeah pacifist yeah. kind of thing. intelligent yes exactly yeah like logical well-mannered loving yeah yeah um, <laughs> loving yeah um <laughs> do, how did did you see it with a big audience like how many people were in the cinema that you saw it with uh, no, there wasn't, there was like four other people right. in the cinema when we saw it. Um, it probably wasn't that, but it was probably like a quarter full in the cinema I saw it with, but it had one of the most visceral reactions I've heard out of a crowd in a film, which I don't know if yeah. it was the same with your screening, but the fucking box cutter up the stomach of the, the oh, guy yeah. on the ground. Yeah. And honestly, everyone in the cinema just went, oh, and like looked away, <laughs> like in simultaneously made that noise and looked away from the screen. <laughs> it was incredible. Like even That's me, awesome. like it was, whew. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was 
in in a way the worst bit of violence um, in the movie. It was I for think. me. Just a weird like it's casual, so casual and and just yeah the, and silent yeah, sort of exactly the way it just slips up and it's uh, it just, yeah oh opens uh, yeah yeah revolting yeah so so shocking you're not really expecting yeah, it, it comes as out well. of nowhere like yeah and it shows you just enough to like gross you out. Totally. But it doesn't go over the top either. Actually, that's... I mean, it is over the top, yeah. but only for like a second. Um, but no, that's actually a really good point. I was talking to someone about that. Um, I, like, it's a brutal, brutal film. And some of the violence is very confronting. Like that. And when Anthony Elchin's character gets his arm hacked. Like when he pulls that back in and mm. you see it. Like... Yeah. But it's, it is exactly like what you said. I feel like most of it is conjured by my mind. Like you get a, a yeah. brief shot of it. And it's mm-hmm. super realistic and super, you know, detailed. So it looks messed up, but it yeah. never lingers on the graphic violence. It doesn't like glorify it or revel in it. It's just kind of presents it as happening and then moves on and quite quickly. And then you kind of are stuck with those like images, brief images in your mind. <laughs> and in a way yeah. that's like sh- more shocking than if they like lingered over it and made you watch you know her slit the stomach for like 30 seconds or yeah. whatever you know what i mean yeah i totally agree i uh that's something i noticed as well and i think it's way more effective it's so much more effective and the way you described it is perfect because it does you only catch a glimpse and so your brain almost like <laughs> saves those yeah. frames more because you hardly saw it so your brain's like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna remember that and like try and like dissect what was happening yeah. in there um, rather than it just being on display fully where you, you see it and then your brain goes like kind of shuts off mm. because it's like, okay, this is a big effect and like there's blood everywhere, whatever. I'm sort of desensitized yeah. to it. Yeah, it's so true. And I feel like, um, I mean, I haven't been in a really violent situation, <laughs> but I feel like it's more realistic too, you know? Mm. It's just like sudden bursts of like extreme violence and um, you don't stare at that kind of shit in real life, I imagine. Or in that situation, you're like constantly running away or trying to get mm. away from this horrible stuff that's happening. So you only glimpse it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It felt yeah realistic and and uh, yeah more effective that way. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's very true. I liked uh, the general um, kind of. Uh, I don't know if it's even an arc for the the band, but I I really liked that the movie starts off and they think they're like this super hardcore, you know, true to their art punk band. And they're like, we don't have social media and we only play live shows because you have to be there to experience it and all this stuff. And there's that great kind of through line, literally to the last line of the movie where it's like, what's your desert island band? They're all like, oh, you know, um, misfits and descendants and all these like hardcore punk bands or whatever. Uh, And then as, as shit gets real and hits the fan, it's like all that pretension just like washes away. And it's like Prince and uh, I can't remember the other examples, but it's like really, you know, just like normal pop bands and stuff like that. Um, I thought that was a great, great touch. Yeah, that's such a beautiful little moment before they go out and there's like, yeah. feel like they're potentially running to their death and they just blurt out their, their yep. real Desert Island bands. Like, I mean, it's a little contrived, but it was like a really nice little way to punctuate that moment with some humanity. And it, I don't know, yeah, it worked really well for me. Um, yeah. Actually, that reminded me. The only thing that I thought didn't work as well was the uh the story about the paintball 
experience. Like, I really loved the first time mm. he started telling that and they just get shut down straight, like, you know, before he... Yeah, yeah, and I, I, like I that loved too, that. Yeah. Like, that felt, you know, like the, he was bucking tr- convention and it was not going to bother with yeah. it. But then when it comes back in, like, the third act, it just it mm. felt like a little, a little bit too hitting the conventional button, like having a little... Yeah, it felt a bit scripted. Yeah, like... Like, it, yeah. it's not bad, but you just... You can see how yeah. it's all threading together. Totally. Yeah. But, like, uh, having said that as well, I really... Like you said, the, the Desert Island Band through line. I love that last line of the film, or whatever, when he's, <laughs> where it was he, like, he's finally yeah. going to admit what it was, and she was like, tell yeah. someone gives a fuck, or whatever, and then it just, like, yeah. cuts to black. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that that's, like, the perfect, like... Um, shows the perfect through line of, of that idea of like them starting off like really pretentious and and aware of who they are halfway through it's like well we're probably gonna die so look here's here's what my band is and then by the end it's like pure survival yeah. animal instincts and it's like i don't even give a shit like <laughs> yeah. why are you even telling me like we, we just went through all this yeah uh, it just slowly strips layers away from all the characters as it goes on which is really cool yeah that's so true there's just like little things that i really love as well like the um Towards the end, there's that one dog that I think did he like it get was it mm. he gave it the the it's injured I think does, and he gives it like some like either morphine yeah, or to adrenaline kill it or whatever or right, like eventually but, yeah. and then yeah. it's just like walking through the like down the road and that. they keep cutting back to it and it's just these quiet shots of this dog just kind of like walking down the road and it's like yeah. there's a threat to it because you know that the, our heroes are out in the wilderness yeah and if i thought they that's what it was up, building up to like yeah will yeah. it fucking tear their throat out like it has to everyone else but then yeah. like when it finally gets there it just kind of like looks at them and walks over to its owner who is now dead and like who it clearly yeah. loved and just goes and like yeah. lies down next to it and dies oh, presumably so sad. yeah it really is <laughs> but it's just it's like yeah. this beautiful little moment in the midst of all this horror between this horrific animal that's done this horrific stuff and this man that's done all exactly. this horrific stuff but he managed to find yeah. this like little snowflake of beauty in there like it's so such yep. an unexpected great little moment yep and like two scenes earlier, or I guess like five scenes earlier, you you want them to fucking shoot that dog, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and like kick it, and like <laughs> I hate that dog, even though it's not the dog's fault, obviously. But, yeah. You know, you want these guys to survive. Totally. Um, yeah, and you you could you know if I put my uh, uni hat on and like overanalyze, it's like another way of of rather than just having a faceless villain or a one-note villain, mm. even the, the the pet that the villains have, these killing machines, you get to see that other side where it's like, you know, it's just an animal that's been trained to do this. Yeah. and um, it just wants to be yeah, with it its goes, master at the end. Yeah, yeah. it's, um, yeah, really touching. Yeah, even strangely. even the note, uh, the scene when he's injecting the dog with the morphine or whatever, like he is, he doesn't want to send the dogs back in. You know what I mean? Like he, he has this yeah. weird... Uh, you know, instinct to care for them after all that. Like, yeah. Yes, he uses them yeah. to maul people to death, but he obviously <laughs> yeah. like loves yeah. these dogs. It's just like little character beats like that. I mean, they sound small, and they are. They're, it's not like there's big character moments in this yeah. film. If anything, it's like no. super pared back. Um, yeah. Which, funnily enough, was the other thing while reading the script that I was um, a little worried about because on the page there's so little character dialogue that there's almost zero character development like in writing Mm. but until you see them 
sort of brought to life and it's the little moments yeah. and the looks and the way they behave that give them these subtle arcs through the film. Um, I was, anyway, I was just really impressed with how they managed to add so much depth to what initially seemed like it was pretty shallow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. Um, I, I can imagine that the script would have been like that. And even, you know, watching the movie, as you say, it is very subtle mm. in how it handles all of that stuff. And that's the beauty of uh, having a talented writer-director like yeah. this is that you write the script knowing how you're going to execute it as well. Totally. And so all that sort of stuff can totally work um, rather than shipping it off to someone else and it, it's either too bland or they try and inject too much stuff the other yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I I really, really loved this movie. I thought it was fucking fantastic. And I ha- like we, we sort of just like delve straight into like the deep yeah, discussion about it. But, <laughs> but um, overall, I think this is an awesome, awesome film and I, I highly recommend I guess if you're listening to this, hopefully you've seen it because it's definitely one that you don't want spoiled mm. as well, I think. Yeah. Not that it... Not, that there's spoilers other than the deaths, but it's just the way the tension builds and you don't know what's going to happen that I, I think, um, yeah, I, I could recommend this almost to anyone. Uh, maybe the violence would turn yeah. some people off, but as we said, it's like kind of brief. That I think you'd get over it even if you were a bit squirmish. Mm. Um, yeah, I just think it's, it's such, I just love watching movies like this that are so well, like, crafted mm. like it, you know it, it's like you're in it's that thing we talk about of like i after a while you can just sit back and not kind of worry that it's going to turn to shit yeah, yeah. you know like you just know like this is a confident filmmaker who knows what they're doing um and i just loved the whole experience and i had that definitely had that movie high after it um i saw it with my wife and we were just talking about it the whole way home like to how much we loved it and um that's just a great experience when that happens yes yeah, totally i couldn't agree more i really i'm really glad that you had that reaction to it because yeah it's hard because i've sat with the film for so long waiting to see it and it, you know i i was so aware of what was going to happen i it's easy to forget how surprising and fun that ride can be when you're on it for the first time and you don't know what the hell is going to happen for listening to the pre-post film review we'd love to hear what you guys thought of green room uh did you love it as much as john and i did or were you bitterly mm. disappointed uh let us know you can email us at prepostfilmreview at gmail.com um we love getting emails from you guys and we try to reply to everyone that we get so uh shoot us an email yeah that's right that'd be great thank you for that in advance yep. if you're gonna do it Really appreciate good that. You're a good person. Good on you. Um, you can also find us on Facebook if you want, if you're into that sort of thing. Um, you can like us over there, uh, which would be very handy and nice. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at prepostfr. Uh, the FR stands for Film Review. A little uh, behind-the-scenes <laughs> tidbit for you there. <laughs> uh, um, 
Uh, but most importantly, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, which would be great. Uh, it helps us get new listeners. Um, you can also leave a review for us there, which uh, again helps spread the news of the show and be very appreciative. Uh, if your iTunes isn't your th- thing, then uh, <laughs> don't be sassy there, John. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if you're not into iTunes, what's going on? Um, uh, you can also f- subscribe to us on whatever you use to listen to podcasts, really. It doesn't matter. Just subscribe. It'd be great. Um, be and we're also on Letterboxd, aren't we, Matt? You, do we, I normally say, no, do... say that? or do you that. Okay. You, you can say I, it. I can jump in there. We yeah. are on Letterboxd, um, which is a cool site that lets you log all the films that you watch and keep a little diary, write reviews. There's a great community over there. Um, so you can check out what we've been watching outside of the podcast the links to our profiles are in the show notes for this episode um and you can join us next episode when we'll be talking about the spooky (laughs) new film uh the conjuring 2 or is it part (laughs) 2 i don't know i think it's just two spooky (laughs) Um, how do you pronounce that guy's last name? Jeremy Solnier? Sol- <laughs> Solnier, I think. Solnier. Actually, this one says Son- Sonier. Sonier. What? I don't know how. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Imagine if we started saying that. Jeremy Sonier. <laughs> Surely it's not that, right? Sonier. Sonier. He's how he pronounced it himself. Jeremy Sonier. Sonier. Solnier. <laughs> Yeah, well, what fucking dickhead bogans we were trying to pronounce it. (laughs) (laughs) Dumb Aussies. (laughs) Sonia. Is that what it was? Sonia, yeah? Son, yeah? Sonia. Sonia. Yeah, okay. Sonia, like (laughs) Sonia. Oh, whatever. I'm going to sound like a dickhead, whatever I say, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah, me too.